Well, hello, hello. It is Tuesday, September the 7th, 27th of 2016. My name is Nolan Kaler. And I'm Nicolleen Klausenweeb. You are tuned in to Wittenberg Radio, CMU's most subscribed to you podcast. As always, you can go to wittenbergradio.com for past episodes as well. We are having our phones go off in the middle of episodes. How unprofessional is that? We are also, I know, we are on Facebook as well, Wittenberg Radio. We are on Twitter at Wittenberg Radio. Wittenberg Radio at gmail.com is the place to send your comments, questions, listener concerns, etc. etc. And as always, subscribe on iTunes or the podcatcher of your choice. (sighs) (laughs) Nope. I didn't have it that time. We hope you're having a stellar week. The week of sustainability was last week, of course. It was a huge success. Well done mm-hmm. to the Peace and Sustainability Committee on that front. Fall Festival's done. Yeah. And we, another we came, fa- we saw, we enjoyed. <laughs> we enjoyed. The bi- the bike races were, of course, always a huge hit. The concert, mm-hmm. eh, it was pretty good. Well, I guess. <laughs> eh, it was pretty good. <laughs> MPK Folk Fest, a huge hit as always. We were in the presence of... Um, the Arts and Entertainment Committee as they painted the signs and also created the uh, the painting that you could add to. So it looks really great now that it's completed. So well done to everyone who came out to the MPK Folk Fest as well. Congrats to all the performers. That was a really fun afternoon mm-hmm. of music and henna ing. All right, let's get to some music of our own, shall we? Now, one of the most incredible albums of the last, uh, probably the year, to... Uh, has now officially been released. It is called We Are the Halusa Nation. It's by Ooh. a I know, right? <laughs> and I didn't even do I didn't even come up with it. It's uh, by a wonderful electronic group called A Tribe <clears throat> A Tribe Called Red. And this group blends uh, electronic music elements with um, indigenous music as well as dance in their live shows. They are coming to Winnipeg. We'll tell you all about that after we preview this song off their new album featuring Yasin Bey and Yancey. This is R.E.D. from A Tribe Called Red. You're going to want to crank your speakers up for this one only on Bird Radio. Bismillah. Chewing living by the Z code. What the f is fleek though? Don't ask them, what do he know? What I forgot is better than whatever they remember. Never mind, I'm off it, it's quiet form. Time to put the temper tantrums to the quiet corner. Hush, that's enough, said the ruler. No suckers allowed to break bread or asunder. The daylight, lightning, and the thunder. Sun, moon, and stars, and the hunger. Abundance in bundles, blessings in troubles. Towers and tunnels, views and valleys, waves and peaks. Streets you from sun, planet Earth. And ain't scared of no Mars attack. What type of bars is that? Stay off my chat. I'm out there calling riot garments, top five. Dying on and on them, super fly, slicker, top rope, equal diving on them. You why you lying, homie? You won't play with my emotions, smoky. Big chief, heart rate, big beat, B-E-Y, I seen straight jacket, come clean, big said it was a dream. Now it's a living thing, with you and living kings, I mean it, I mean Upon 
Tribe called Red R E D. What a tune! You should have seen Nicolene. She was like, she had her hands in the air and she had boom. Ding, 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 going over she here. was going hard. They are uh, Tribe called Red is playing at the Garrick Center December the third at eight o'clock. At I believe. eight o'clock. Go get your tickets. That's going to be a gnarly live concert. Awesome. We have a real treat for you today on the interview front. We are chatting with. Um, a man who you might have seen in your social media feeds. Now see if these headlines sound familiar to you. Friesen Friesen wedding, well attended by local Friesens. <laughs> man unleashes a string of profanity after being served roll cucumber without corn syrup. Students petition CMU for hipster discount. These are all headlines you would have seen written by today's guest. The Daily Bonnet is the onion meets the local chicken chef gossip table. The site has garnered plenty of attention for fleeing worldliness, one article at a time, and the content is almost always talked about on this campus. Now, this is all the brainchild of best-selling writer Andrew J. Bergman, and we've reached him at his home in Steinbeck. Hey there! Hey, how's it going? I'm doing great! So, a hipster discount. Where did, where does this come from? Like, where? What's the inspiration for this piece about CMU, sir? Well, I guess... Uh, so, you know, someone was telling me, now you can confirm whether this is accurate or not, but there are a lot of hipsters that go to CMU. Is that <laughs> accurate? Or? I'd say that's a pretty accurate assumption. Oh, yeah. You have good, you have good sources. <laughs> okay, so my, my, yeah, my sources were correct on that. So I was figuring, okay, well, what could I write about, write about that? And I know, you know, sometimes some post-secondary institutions have discounts for, you know, I don't know if you're... Uh, children of a missionary or something like that so I figured uh, well you know maybe the hipsters were feeling left out <laughs> well I'm sure that I'm sure they are um, like my goodness like if you read this thing like Emily Bjork Friesen now is this I, I heard somewhere that you're a huge Bjork fan is that where that last name came from 
You heard that somewhere? I, I do like Bjork. I, I have seen her in concert once, so. Oh. Uh, yeah, and I am a fan. I just figured out what would be like a hipster sounding name. So I just. <laughs> Got to be something with a hyphen and then. Uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah. So Bjork. Bjork. Yeah, so, why not? Why not Bjork? So why? Why not? Indeed. I will confess that I have always wanted uh, a Joy Division T-shirt, but alas, I can't find them very readily online. Apparently, bands from the obscure bands from the '80s just don't make it onto the mainstream. Like they can't find that stuff at Walmart anymore for some, you know, for some, for some. Of I do reason. have one. I do have one though. Oh yeah. I have a I have a Joy Division T-shirt. Yeah. We'll have to talk about this after that. After this, where you're where you're finding your awesome clothes. So okay, there's there's so much in this story to su- to suggest that there's like a lot that goes into making these articles. You know exactly how hip uh, Steinbeck Bible College and uh, Prov are, along with the Red River Crecom program. How on earth do you have the time to find this all out, man? <laughs> so, uh, some of it's research, but some of it's just you know you call information from anywhere and then just sort of you know you just collect details and then they just go into an article I, I wouldn't say I do a lot of research but uh, as to the hipness of these various um, institutions I was just more or less estimating that <laughs> <laughs> what happened okay so uh, talk, talk us a bit through your research process like what how do you decide what's what am I going to target today in my article well, sometimes there'll be, you know, more timely articles, like something will happen in the news and I'll try to think, okay, what's like a Mennonite angle I could put on that. Other things are just ideas I've come up with and they don't necessarily have to do with the news of the day, but I, sometimes I just, you know, taking a walk or chatting with friends and the ideas kind of just come. If you walk around Steinbeck and start thinking in a satirical way, you'll come up with tons of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, what was what was the point when you decided that satire was going to be your primary tool? Like, I understand that you wrote like some like you covered like Steinbeck City Council initially. If I read something, if I believe I read that, did is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It, just on my own blog, where I usually just write, um, you know, serious stuff. Um, I had I was just frustrated with something about the Steinbeck City Council, and then I wrote sarcastic article about it and um, all of a sudden you know people were reading it and more people had read that than anything I had written sincerely you know so a few weeks after that I figured okay well I could write more of these and people keep reading them so I keep writing them (laughs) (laughs) so what was it about what is it about satire do you think that grabs people more than something that maybe you would have written more sincerely yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, I guess there's humor in it, so people, uh, you know, people are more attracted to humor than something where someone's like, you know, preaching at you or trying to convince you of something. You know, it's so there's that initial hook just that just comes from humor. I think uh, that works somehow. Somehow, which one do you find harder to write? Do you do you enjoy writing the satire, or is that more of a challenge? What's the deal with that? Uh, the satire, so far, like I, I mean, I was initially concerned that I would run out of ideas, but uh, I've been doing it for four months, and I have more than two months in advance written uh, right now. So I was initially worried that I would run out of ideas, but so far I haven't. So the, you're telling me there's a backlog 
of of stories that you're just ready to fire with the click of a mouse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, I do have a, a, a bunch uh, written ahead of time. Are there that many stories about Steinbeck, dude? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. I guess, uh, sure. You know, I, 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 told, I told, I did an interview with a local uh, newspaper here, and I told the reporter that if he could keep coming up with real stories about Steinbeck, I could probably come up with fake ones. <laughs> That's really interesting. What? Okay, so you wrote your first, you wrote your first satire piece about that about that city council piece. What? Tell me about like the reactions that you were getting from uh, from friends. Like, what what was the actual like? Hey, man, I saw that you wrote this thing. What'd they say next? Oh, uh, oh boy. Um, well, I think people just found it funny. I mean, I guess on that one, I was trying to make some point or whatever, and some people would agree with the point, and some people didn't. But that's, you know. Whether they agreed with the point or not, I think they found it funny. So I guess initially the reaction was just positive. No one seemed to be angry, so I figured I could keep doing it. Uh, absolutely, and it's been having just all kinds of success. Are you surprised that it has taken off in the way that it has? Yeah, absolutely. It's. Uh, I think uh, today or this week I'll probably pass one million views. So, well, that's crazy. That is incredible. That that many people would be interested in that, like, that, you know, it's really surprising. Oh, yeah. well, absolutely. And, and, uh, like, and that Mennonites find this funny. We're not typical. Well, I mean, do you think that Mennonites in and of themselves are, like, more prone to laughing at our own gaffes than maybe if you were writing on, like, from a Roman Catholic community or from something like yeah. that? Yeah, well, the thing is, there are, you know, like, we might, you know, if you're Mennonite, you might not be aware of it, but there actually are satire news sites dedicated to, like, Roman Catholic, uh, Catholic humor or whatever. That does exist. So those all, all are out there. So I had someone that was saying, like, you know, only, or someone was telling me, like, you know, uh, you couldn't write this about anybody else or whatever, but I actually think those do exist for other groups and and so on. Mm -hmm. However, back to your, your question, um, I guess Mennonites sort of have, in some circles, have the reputation of, like, not having much of a sense of humor and be being very, like, serious and stoic and things like that. So there is that element. On the other hand, I think there is a tradition of Mennonite humor and laughing at ourselves and Mennonite jokes and all that kind of stuff. So I think there, both of those elements exist. I'm assuming that the stoic Mennonites that don't laugh at anything probably aren't reading the Daily Bonnet. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. So, and and of course, Mennonites are like in all of our cultural, you know, ab like abnormalities and our little little quirks as a as a subculture. Like we're low hanging fruit. Like we have like ample material I mean you've got two months worth for goodness sakes um has this material promoted any sort of conversation that you've perceived beyond hey like how funny is this guy is this are your pieces like promoting like real conversation I think so because because I mean I'm not always aware of what people what people I don't know personally are saying among you know with each other but based on just some of the comments below articles occasionally people will make they'll say, yeah, that's funny, and that reflects, you know, but they'll then they'll switch it to, like, talking about 
the serious topic maybe behind the satire. They're, they don't all have serious content behind them or don't all have a political message or something, but occasionally they do, and people, I think people are talking about some of the issues that I'm raising. I mean, at least I hope so. Mm-hmm. Like, what, like, has there been a... What kinds of conversations have you been up? Like, have you heard about that? Maybe that you that one of your pieces have inspired. Um, I mean, there's definitely been uh, talk about, especially during the the Steinbeck Pride um, uh, march in July. I, I think there's definitely some talk uh, where perhaps. People were seeing it from a different perspective because of the Daily Bonnet, hopefully. Uh, but um, that was one issue that definitely was got a lot of attention. Mm, absolutely. And actually, we just had um, Tyrone Hofer, who spoke at the Steinbeck Pride event uh, on this podcast this past week. So it's, yeah, it certainly was an event that spawned an, uh, just a ton of conversation in Southern Manitoba. And I imagine that being in Steinbeck for that must have been like just an absolute... An, like an amazing time to be a writer, let alone a writer for for satire. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was it was really interesting in many levels. Uh, oh yeah, has there ever been a, a piece that uh, you've written that uh, maybe pushed the boundaries a little too far, or something that you might not have published because you wrote it and you looked at it and it's like, oh, I don't know if I can get away with that one. Yes, <laughs> I'm not going to give you a list of what of those ideas. Oh, there's a list of them. <laughs> It's, it's, it's like maybe half a dozen or something like that. But, oh, okay. but there are, you know, some ideas that I come up with and I go, uh, no, I'm not going to write that. <laughs> that has happened, yeah. What's the factor that stops you from not publishing? Huh, that's a good question. I think if, you know, I don't mind, you know, satire can have a point and I don't mind making a point with satire. But if I think that, um, but if you upset people, they're going to miss the point or the message of it, I think. So even if it's really effective and biting and whatever, but people miss the point because they're just angry about it, then I think it loses its effectiveness. So I guess that would be the point where I would um, refrain from publishing it or rewrite it so that it was... Um, communicating the idea and that it wasn't uh, the idea wasn't being lost in what people might get upset about sure like something something that kind of toes the line between making a point and also being palatable I suppose is the is sort yeah. of is the is the goal with that that's really that's a really interesting balance has there ever been a piece that you've published that's kind of on like the borderline that people can now can now see um I'm trying to think. There's definitely been some that people, to be honest, most of them, even if I thought they were kind of like making a political point or whatever, or or I thought it was a little edgy or whatever, for the most part, the reaction has been positive. There are a few people that don't like satire in general or don't get it, uh, but I'm not too worried about those people, and they've actually been in the minority. Uh, the vast majority of people like it or get it or whatever but for example I did one on this wasn't even about a Mennonite topic but I did one on uh, an oil company building a pipeline 
through uh, graveyard, famous graveyards uh, in response to the, the, the pipeline that's going through um, Sacred Burial Ground in South Dakota. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Yes, yes, I am. Yeah, so I, I sort of wrote a satire about that. Um, trying to, uh, my, my point was to criticize the uh, uh, oil companies, or at least make people think about maybe their um, uh, what exactly, you know, what exactly is valuable, valuable or valued by um, society when we're putting uh, pipelines through burial ground uh and some and a couple people didn't like that one uh i got <laughs> got an email about that one but um i'm okay with that people don't, if you write an editorial about the same topic not everyone's going to agree with it so if you write a satire about a topic not everyone will agree with it either so that's just the way it is sure how has this experience um informed the, the way that you look at mennonites or participate in anabaptism um like has like from the start have you like in the four months since you've been writing these these satire pieces uh has there been any sort of like perspective change or have you gained any sort of like deeper insight into the into the way that we do things hmm that's a good question i'm not sure i'm not sure if i've gained a deeper insight so much but i definitely have gained even though it seems like okay these articles are kind of poking fun mostly at Mennonite quirks and so on. I've gained more of an an affinity and affection for Mennonite um, culture, if you want to call it that, and Mennonite theology and the Mennonite church and things like that. I've, I've, it's almost like when you when you make fun of something, you grow to uh, appreciate it more. I'm not sure I understand it more, but I appreciate it more. Hmm. That's really interesting. Okay, uh, we really appreciate you joining us. We just got a couple more questions, then we'll then we'll let you go. Um, how so? Are you now getting uh, interactions with people on the street that say, "Hey, that's a Daily Bonnet guy"? Like, has there been any sort of like new uh, any sort of like newfound uh, recognition for your writing in and around town? <laughs> uh, a little bit. There's definitely definitely some of that. People ask me. Are you are you the guy that writes the Daily Bonnet or whatever? <laughs> Which is why, to some degree, I've tried to keep my picture. I know you could find it probably if you looked, but I try to keep it not out there because it's a small town, and I don't want to, you know. Sure, they don't want to. If you don't want, you don't, I don't. I don't actually want to be a celebrity, but. <laughs> I think Whatever. I think it's I think it's a little bit late for that there. True, <laughs> I think at least if if, if CMU if CMU uh, Facebook users are any indication, I think that you've I think that you've long since lost hope of. There, there's of many the share on the Facebook feed. Oh my goodness, all the time. Um, if you could only save one of your uh, pieces from the Daily Bonnet for your portfolio for when you're uh, getting ready to write that uh, weekly opinion column for the Globe and Mail, what would that piece be and why? Oh wow! Uh, um, hmm. Maybe the one about the the, the um, Steinbackers to vote on whether uh, to acknowledge each other in the liquor store. <laughs> uh, I like that one. Oh my god! What okay? What inspired that story? I'm I've actually legitimately curious about that. Well, we've had a. I mean, Steinbeck has had um, a number of referendums that have been fairly. Uh, 
even reported on nationally and so on uh, to um, you know legalize first of all legalize uh, uh, the sale of alcohol and then what was it what was the next one legalize lounges or bars or something like that and so um, you know so even though now Steinbeck does have a liquor store and there's uh, restaurants that serve alcohol and so on it's still kind of a, just a you know, when you meet someone in a, in a liquor store, you're like, oh, we both, we're, we're, we're both in here. So we both know that we're both in here. So it's okay, right? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing. So sure. uh, the, just the kind of, um, I don't know if that really happens too much, but people are like ashamed. But you do hear stories about people that will park at the superstore and walk over to the liquor mart just so their car isn't seen in the <laughs> parking lot. <laughs> Has this has this happened to you, Andrew? Have you bumped into someone from uh, from church that maybe uh, maybe you didn't want to see in the LC? <laughs> I have bumped into people from church and stuff like that there, but it's so far it hasn't been too awkward. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, last question to you, sir. Um, what if you could take on any topic with your satire that you're seeing uh, in your community and in the larger Mennonite world, if you want to call it that. Uh, what is a topic that maybe we're not talking about enough that you would love to tackle in the Daily Bonnet? Yeah, see, the pro- see the thing is that I, got, I can think of things, but but they've been things I've already written about. Can ah. you, like, is, is that, does that answer your question? or Can you give us I a would, sneak preview to anything coming out, or is it all top secret? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, okay, well, okay. Here's this. Well, so in November... I'll ha- I have a few things written about um, peace and pacifism and possible inconsistencies in Mennonite positions on those issues, but mm-hmm. I'm saving those for, for November around Remembrance Day. So that might be um, something that I haven't talked too much about that would be uh, worth talking about, and hopefully people will talk about it when those articles come out. Very cool. I imagine we will. Thank you so much for your time this evening, Andrew. And uh, we wish you all the best as you continue writing. All right. Thanks a lot. All right. Have yourself a good one. Thanks. Bye. Take care. Bye now. And that was Andrew Bergman, the writer of The Daily Bonnet. You can catch The Daily Bonnet, of course, on Facebook. I'm sure it creeps into your news feeds, you know, pretty much on a daily basis, pretty much every day of the week. And you'll be seeing more of it. As you heard, it's always, you know, he's got two months of, of material stored up somehow so keep your eyes out keep your eyes out if you're looking for a more steady flow of content that's not facebook he's at the dailybonnet.com okay let's move on to our local song segment Mm ma'am well this week we got another clip uh from our first coffee house for you guys and this week we're going to be uh showing aaron dayton and alicia morfitt and they were singing um a sia cover the song Titanium. Let's listen. You shout it out, but I can't hear a word you say. I'm talking loud and not saying much. I'm criticized, but oh, your bullets ricochet.
stone hard machine gun firing at the ones who run stone hard as bulletproof There you go. Aaron Dayton and Alicia Morfett there with uh, Sia's Titanium from our last coffee house. I'm sure you heard more amazing music like that at the MPK Folk Fest this past Saturday. Mm-hmm. And we look forward to the next coffee house that Arts and Entertainment puts on. Sign up on those sign-up sheets and come out and support your friends. They will probably thank you later. And if not, then you know what? Who needs those guys in your life anyway? Haters gonna hate. Haters, <laughs> haters gonna hate is right. That is very true. So, what's coming up at CMU now that Fall Festival is over? Well, you can still, if you can play an instrument, not at MPK, but you can still play it at that coffee house. Uh, they are also looking, who, who is they? Danielle Morton is looking for musicians who are interested in playing in worship settings around campus. Anything from banjo to organ to kazoo to uh, sitar and everything in between. All levels of musicianship are welcome. You can send an email to dmorton at cmu.ca with what instruments you play and the styles you are most drawn to. Everyone is welcome. Even you, Nicolene. Even me. You can bring your angelic voice. <laughs> and You should hear how she tests mics. It's actually like, it's uh, it's very... Uh. It's 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 a very wonderful thing to be. Nolan, a, you're making me blush. I well <laughs> they well they can't see that. So if you didn't, <laughs> so if you hadn't said anything, they wouldn't have known. Uh, rookie move. Uh, I know you'll get there. In sports news, men's soccer very active uh, this coming weekend, taking on the uh, Red River Rebels at the Norm Conowalchuk Field in Winnipeg. As well, they will be facing the uh, ACC Cougars, a uh, Brandon. At Brandon, I believe, on October the 2nd. So go and support your CMU Blazers as well. Looking at volleyball schedules, these things are starting to start up, but they're not like, you know, go support your soccer teams. And then once October rolls around in earnest, then really go out and support those men's and women's volleyball teams as well as our men's and women's basketball teams. Speaking of sports, we hope to have our, our columnists ready to go for our next episode so be sure to tune in to that also mm-hmm. subscribe on itunes to the podcatcher of your choice wittenbergradio.com is the pla- place for past episodes wittenbergradio at gmail.com is the place to send comments questions listener concerns etc 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 you know the dance wittenberg radio is on facebook and on twitter at wittenberg radio until next week my name is nolan kaler and i'm nicolene clausen weeb we'll see you then Wittenberg Radio is a production of CMU Student Council. The views and opinions expressed by hosts and guests are not necessarily those of CMU Student Council. 